Hey everybody, it's episode 419 of PodQuest. Hey! It is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. I am Chris, with me is Walnut. Hi! And that's that's it, it's just him today. Yeah, that's that's all I have, it's just a high right now. I'm waking up again, I'm waking up, I'm kinda tired, but I'm waking up, so. Would you take a nap after work or something? No, but I sh- maybe should have. Um, I, I don't know, I just got tired all of a sudden, and I like... Quarter after quarter of six, I was just like, "Man, I'm tired." So, like two minutes ago, I, I I said quarter of six. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said quarter after six. No, no, quarter of six, like a little bit before we started. Before, like you message, I was like, "Man, I'm tired. I could use for, go for some coffee or something." Like yesterday, I ended up getting like a coffee milkshake, which I don't really know if it actually has caffeine in it, but like it helped me get through the rest of the day. Um, and yeah, today I'm just I'm tired again, and I don't know why. Um. I'm sure there's a medical reason for it. No, it's 100% I was up until, like, 1 o'clock in the morning playing Tunic last night, so. Well, stop doing that to yourself. I I wanted to beat it, and I was really close, and I didn't want to go back and play it for, like, 10 minutes. Like, I wanted to get it done. Like, that, I'm sure you've had those feelings of, like, you know you're close. You know you're really close. And that's what it was. Like, I, I technically could have beaten tunic within the first hour of stream but then other stuff happened and we'll get into that later that's called a teaser but it's just yeah it was i ended up just like pushing the envelope more and more and more and then when i finally did go fight the final boss it was like almost quarter it was like quarter after 12 and it still took me a while to beat it yeah that's a that's a long night of streaming yeah not too bad well let's just get into it then uh what's yeah. on the agenda uh, so we're going to talk about the new Dragon Ball Super movie, Superhero, which I want to see. Uh, then we're going to talk about... Now you haven't um, seen, like, the last, like, six movies. How do you want to see this one? I, I just want to see it. It's a superhero movie. I want to see it. Um, then we're going to talk about the Resident Evil show that's on Netflix, the actual, like, full-on show, uh, live-action show, which was fine. Um, then Gamescom, uh, started, uh, yesterday, last night. Uh, as of recording, it's Tuesday night. Um, and, uh, then I, uh, like I said, I played and basically kind of beat Tunic, so we're gonna talk about that, too. Alright. Also, is that Resident Evil series really just called Resident Evil? I believe so. For some reason, I thought there, it had some sort of, uh... No, the movie is called Welcome Welcome to to Raccoon Raccoon City. City. And the first episode of the show is called Welcome to New Raccoon City. Yeah, I definitely thought this was um that it had some sort of subtitle nope just called resident evil as oh is it every- i remember i'm also just like very briefly scrolling through the wikipedia for it i also had no idea the show takes place in like two different time periods yeah yeah we'll we'll talk about it we'll talk huh you're, you're spoiling it spoiling my talking points it's good no one wants to hear about it. let's get it out of the way up front right i i mean you should have put it up top then it's no you want to talk about dragon ball then then let's talk about dragon ball Alright, so yeah, I went um, on Sunday and saw Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine. Yeah, that's what I kind of expected. Like, Broly was such a good movie. Like, I mm-hmm. legitimately enjoyed Broly. And even um, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. Both, yeah. like, they were good Dragon Ball movies. I'm only one movie away, mister. And an entire, an entire that, series. That doesn't matter. No, the movies are canon now. I know, I know. So, like, yeah. If you watch Broly, you have no idea what happened in the middle. But isn't that all just going to be on the series? Like, don't they just turn the se- the movies into parts of the series? 
So the, the series is over. Yeah, right. It has been for a couple of years now. So, like, the manga is still going. And, like, they made the Broly movie manga canon um, by simply, like, having, like, a two-page, like, splash of, like, hey, between the Tournament of Power and this new arc, like, Goku and Vegeta fought Broly. Um, but this new one, Broly, is in. Okay. Uh, which is cool. And uh, it it had moments. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it had it had a strong opening. So it opens up with like like a brief little history, um, like from like Dragon Ball through Super, where it shows us like stuff about like the Red Ribbon Army and how Goku beat them, and then Doctor Jiro and seventeen and eighteen, nineteen and twenty, and like all that. Like it kind of gives us like pr- like a two minute kind of like catch you up to speed sort of deal. Um, because this movie is about the Red Ribbon Army and how they're, like, them trying to come back. And the two main, like, I'm gonna call them villains, are the son of, um, General Red, who was the, the original, um, head of the Red Ribbon Army in Dragon Ball, and then Dr. Giro's grandson, who is, um, supposed to be even smarter than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other thing they actually did that was cool, and it was a very, it was like a blink and you miss it moment. Um, they essentially canonized, um, Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. So, in, you, did you ever play Fighters? No, but that's the one where it's like, everyone somehow is on the same power level some way. Yeah, there's, there's like a, there's like a story mode that basically, like, explains why, like, Yamcha isn't just being fucking brutally murdered by everybody. Um, but so in that, in that game, um, the original villain for it is Android 21. And that's, that's, that's the, the female, the one that like, she looks like a, like a librarian scientist sort of thing. And then she looks like a Majin Buu. Okay. I, Do you know I, who I, I'm talking about? No. Oh, you probably will when I send a picture. Uh, Android 20. Was it ever in Dragon Ball Z? No, but it's, she's from Fighters and she was very popular when I've, the game came out. I mean, I never played Fighters. But it's one of those characters that I'm sure you've seen images of. Uh, we'll see. Oh, you sent me fucking Bing Link. You didn't actually send me an image. No. Um, I sent no, you literally I, the image results for... Yeah, th- these image results, like, scroll, like, two down, and she's covering up her 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 her, her waist area with her tail, and, like... No, I, I have safe search on, so I don't actually see any of those. Oh, my God. No, I do not recognize You've, this you've never seen this character. Wow. No. So, that is actually supposed to be Dr. Giro's wife. Okay. Um, That's Strange. how she's introduced in Fighters. And you find out that Android 16 was actually his son. Mm-hmm. So the reason that he, like, didn't, like, turn Android 16 on and the way, and the reason, like, Android 16 had such a different personality was actually because it was an Android based on their son. Um, and in Fighters, um, she makes a new Android 16 that doesn't have any of the memories of the one that died during, um, the Cell games. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, like, like, there's a brief moment where, like, they're explaining Dr. Jero's family tree. And they show a picture of her and Android 16 that, like, canonicalized, or however you would say that, that character as part of, um, of, like, actual canon. Yeah. But, like, so it's like that, that, like, all that stuff was cool, like, kind of like the history and, like, linking things together. Um, Goku and Vegeta are not part of the movie, like, at all. Um, Good. They, they set it up in, in the first 15 minutes, they set it up. They are both on Beerus's planet with Broly training, um, as they do. So Broly's yeah. not dead? Oh my god. Bro- they've never killed Broly. And Broly, so this Broly is different than old Broly. Uh-huh. Um, 
Dragon Ball Z, like non-canon Broly, his whole thing was he he went Super Saiyan as a baby because Goku was crying next to him, which is the dumbest thing ever, but also yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um, in this one, he was naturally that strong as a baby. Vegeta's father was uncomfortable with it and thought that they were going to overthrow him and had him and his father exiled. Okay. Um. So, like, you know, after and. And this, and this, and Broly, like, minor spoilers, like, Frieza's involved. Like, Frieza is the reason Broly attacks Goku and Vegeta. Mm-hmm. So, like... Even and, like, though he Frieza's do- dead, like... Oh, no, Frieza hasn't been dead for a while. No, that... Oh, because they brought Frieza back for the fucking tournament. I... This is why I actually don't watch Super. Because this so, is just too much. This has become a Marvel comic book. I will say, like, like the whole Frieza thing... It actually made sense. Um, so in the Tournament of Power, um, Boo was supposed to have that that spot, but like they keep doing it with doing that with Boo. Is he is like signed up for these like tournaments, but he is frankly too powerful. Like he actually can't be easily defeated, and like he can just turn fucking people into candy and eat them, and then game over. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually it it was very funny in Super. He actually trains. He trains really hard for this tournament. And he ends up, it's still Fat Boo, but he looks like, um, the Boo that absorbed Gohan. Okay. Like, so, like, the muscular, like, like, scary looking Boo. Not yeah. the, like, evil one, just like the, yeah. Um, and then he gets tired and falls asleep and no one can wake him up. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember you saying this. Yeah. So then it's a scramble to get the last fighter they need for the tournament. Cause, like, they're already kind of, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, they have, Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, and Piccolo. So, like, you know, those four make sense. But then, and then Android 17 and 18, because apparently, like, they can get stronger. Like, Android 17 is as powerful as Super Saiyan Blue, Goku, and Vegeta. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they have, like, Tien and Krillin and Master Roshi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only person they don't get is Yamcha. And it's literally a joke because he's expecting them to come get him. And, like, is, like, waiting for the call and just nobody ever comes. You know they did that on purpose. Oh, 100%. Like, and it was very you, funny. You know, it was like, oh, we we know everyone memes Yamcha, so let's just play this meme even harder. Yeah. It, it was legitimately fun. They, they did it in, like, a like a filler episode, too, where they're playing baseball. And, you know, the um the meme of Yamcha in the, um, in the blown out hole from, excuse me, from the Cybermen attack in the beginning of the series? Yeah. Um, they had that happen to him again while playing baseball. Mm-hmm. But, um, so because of that, they needed a- another fighter, and Goku has the idea to get, um, Frieza one of those day passes that he got for the tournament back in Z. Yeah. Um, so they get him a day pass, and the, the stipulation is if they win, the winning universe gets a wish from the Super Dragon Balls, um, that he would get wished back to life. That's... That is such a lame wish to get from a Super Dragon Ball, is to wish back fucking somebody to life that you could wish back to life using a Dragon Ball. So, I agree, This the the catch with that with the Tournament of Power, every time a universe has their final fighter eliminated, um, the Universal God destroys their entire universe. Like, mm-hmm. just deletes it from existence. So, the, the idea was, like, the final universe standing would be the only universe left. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, um, and they actually just, um, in the manga, Frieza has another new form. <sighs> he, he is now Frieza Black, or Black Frieza, I forget how they worded it. Yeah, didn't they get into enough trouble with Black Goku, like, 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 
Come on now. Come on, Dragon I mean, to be Ball. Fair, Stop to be being fair, all at, marble about this. At least Frieza's, like, he pops up and he's just like, oh yeah, like, I've only really been gone for, like, a few months, but, like, I found this room where, like, I trained for ten years in the span of a week. And, um, yeah, so I have ten years of training on you assholes. But he was in hell! Like, he was... No, he's been... He has been alive oh. since the end of Tournament of Power. Oh, you're saying between Tournament of Power and this movie. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I I hate it. I hate it so... And he finds a room that makes him... That he fi- he finds a, a room of spirit in time. Because there are more... There is... So they, they already introduced in a previous manga arc. There are more rooms of spirit in time than just the one on Kami's lookout. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... um a, a character takes Goku to one that is not as... The time span is shorter. It's like for every day, it's only six months or something like that. Um, but that's, um, he takes Goku there to train Goku in Ultra Instinct. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, th- so superhero. So yeah, Goku and Vegeta are training. Their entire role in this movie is Whis tells them that they're, they're going to have a sparring match. They can't use any power ups or bless. So it's just like sparring. Um, and that is why they're unavailable for the whole thing because Whis is, um, wand thing is behind them with a bucket on top, and he doesn't see it blinking while Bulma's calling for help. Mm-hmm. Which course. is okay. It's okay. Like w- we don't need more of the Goku and Vegeta show. No, we don't. Like, we there's there's so many good characters in Dragon Ball that it makes sense to not force Goku and Vegeta more. Yeah. So this was this was very much the Piccolo show, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of cool. Um, my big complaint though is the characterizations for some of these characters is really bad. Like, Piccolo did not feel like Piccolo. Gohan only kind of felt like Gohan. Um, and so, like, you know, like, even when Piccolo's kind of annoyed at something, he's not really boisterous about it. Like, he's kind of, he's still kind of, like, subdued and quiet, and he's just, like, kind of, like, like, fuming about whatever pissed him off. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, like, he's, like, straight up, like, yelling at people, like, very, like, out, like, outrageously. And, like, it, it just didn't feel like Piccolo at all. Um... And then, in every fucking arc so far, in, in, in the movies, in the show, they keep having, you know, a bad guy shows up, Gohan hasn't been training, so he can't actually keep up with them, and then he's like, alright, I'm gonna start training again, just so that, like, I can be ready for things. Yeah. And then the next arc, he stopped training again, and it's like, dude, you guys can't keep using the same fucking thing every goddamn time. Because, like, it happened during the, uh, the Resurrection, Resurrection F... Where like he he didn't even remember how to use his actual power. He just he, he remembered how to go Super Saiyan. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then it happens during the Tournament of Power. Like he actually spends time training with Piccolo to like relearn how to use his power. And at that point, he is as strong as Super Saiyan Blue Goku. Like Goku has to use the Kaioken to actually overpower him. Mm-hmm. And then this is you know it's been three years I guess because Pan is three in this and she's a baby during the Tournament of Power. And, like, he forgot all of that again. Yeah, that's that's just probably lazy writing, but also more of just, like, we need to make it difficult for the... Because Gohan is the strongest character in Dragon Ball. We've already talked about it. We've already, like, like you said, he, him just in, like, normal powered-up mode is better than Blue Goku. Like, yeah. He is the strongest character, but they need to find a way to weaken him. Um, and so he they, they basically turn him into a better dad. Um, but that's the problem. He wasn't being a good dad either. I mean, how could he? I mean, are, like so. So, so the, P- 
Pan needed to be picked up from school. He was too busy um, researching ants that turn gold. Um, so he literally had to call Piccolo to see if Piccolo could go pick Pan up from the store. I mean, or that's from not, from school. That's not necessarily bad dad territory. But like, no, like they, they like so Piccolo gets mad at him and basically like 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 one of the times Piccolo yells at him is because he's constantly doing that stuff. Like, okay. he's constantly asking Piccolo to go pick Pan up from things and to, to like basically do what he should be doing because mm-hmm. it seems like Videl is actually out like working like out of the house. Um, and yeah, like, like a lot of like the characterization and stuff like that just didn't feel right. Especially cause like when you see Gohan and Super with Pan, he seems like a much more attentive father. Um, and the only time he really gets worked up is they kidnap Pan in the movie. Um, because they're, tr- so the, the Dr. Jero's, um, grandson actually isn't bad. He actually really likes heroes. The bad guys basically convince him that Bulma is the head of this evil organization, and all of the Z fighters are aliens that she employs to help her take over Earth. So he builds the two androids to try and destroy all of them. And to try and get Gohan, they go kidnap Pan first. Okay. And, like, the only time that he gets, like, he actually shows any sort of, like, him is when, like, the bad guy shows up, like, like one of, it's just a thug. And he's just like, we have your daughter, and he walks out of the house and powers up and actually, like, collapses his house into a sinkhole because he's so angry that they took his daughter. Yeah. But, like, beyond that, it's like, it, it was, it, they leaned into bad comedy, like, they, they used the Dragon Balls, and rather, it was one of those where everybody else anywhere was just thinking, okay, well, you just use the Dragon Balls, you just fucking wish Goku and Vegeta to be there. If you can't call them, you just wish them to be there. Like... That, that's the solution to the problem. But instead of that, Piccolo asked to have his powers unlocked, the way Guru did for Krillin and Gohan back on Namek. And then they have two wishes left, and Bulma's like, I wish for my butt to be tighter and for my eyelashes to be longer. And then they think of the, oh, well, we could have wished Goku back. Yeah. And it's like, that was, that was dumb. Like, it was a lot of that. And then, unfortunately, the animation was also not good. Like, they did like a different animation style. Still scenes looked kind of okay, but the actual animation did not. Mm-hmm. Um, they they also used um so the the big bad that happens at the end is stronger than everybody, and that's where like um, Piccolo and Gohan need to get new transformations to beat them. But they also have Goten and Trunks there, and they fuse. But it's been a while, so they have an imperse- imperfect fusion, and they fuse into fat Gotenks. Yeah. And then they proceed to be comic relief for like five minutes. Yeah, that's 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 the one thing that's always been driving, or not always, that's recently been driving me nuts about a lot of com, not even comedy, a lot of shows in general is the fat people are incompetent in comic relief, and it's like it's a trope that people sit on way too much. It it, it is, and it's one of those where for this movie. If they would have let him, like, let had them fuse correctly, maybe even have them, like, power up to Super Saiyan 3, because it's been 20 fucking years since anybody has seen that happen in something new. Because mm-hmm. you figured they weren't in the other two movies, they're, they're just, they're very minor side characters through all of Super. Like, they're never part of any of the fights. Yeah. Um. So it's like, cool, like, let these slightly older Goten and Trunks, because they actually look like teenagers now, they don't look like they're 7 and 8 still. Um. Let them fuse, let them take a shot at the, at the villain, and still get beat back. 
And then that makes Gohan and Piccolo powering up that much more, like, impactful. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's like, oh, nope, they're just comic relief. Yeah. Ha ha ha. The fat, the the goofy kids got fat and then thought they could still do stuff. But that's the thing, like, their, their power is still combined. They should still be able to do stuff. It should be funny that they're being competent a little bit, but, like, they should still be able to fight. But the problem is, so the imperfect fusions actually um, don't give them the same multipliers. So, like, they couldn't transform into Super Saiyan either. Like, they tried, and it just failed, because they just... I think it's like a like they lose control of like their their key or something like that when when the fusion's incorrect. Cause like I haven't told my kids it happened to Goku and Vegeta in um in Broly, but they at least didn't they didn't do the the thing in Broly where they would fuse they'd fuse wrong and then they'd go fight anyway the way Goten and Trunks kept doing it in the Boo Saga. Um, they'd fuse wrong, they'd wait until the fusion ended and then try again. And then when they finally got it right is when they went back to fight Broly. But yeah, like, it was just, it was a lot of stuff like that. And, like, the fights were still cool. Like, it was neat seeing, like, the characters, like, do stuff again. Um, But just, like, as a whole, it was just, it was not as good as the previous movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have, it's a post-credit spoiler. Um, And I know, like, I've kind of talked a bunch of, like, spoilers here and there. But the the best part of the movie was the post-credit scene. Um... Vegeta won. Vegeta won. Vegeta beat Goku in their match. What? Yeah, like I mean that that I I don't I'm not surprised. Like Vegeta is a born trained fighter. Goku is just strong. Goku should train fighter also. He wasn't. He but he's he wasn't trained on uh on planet Vegeta by other Saiyans. He was just trained like I mean he's trained by Master fucking Roshi like. Yeah, but neither was Vegeta. Like, Planet Vegeta was destroyed while Vegeta was a very small child still. But he was still, like, he was trained somehow from other Saiyans. Like, that's why... He, he was trained by the Frieza Force. Yeah. Which, like, yes, like, he has different training, but that that is the same... Re- that is the reason why they always give that... Um, like, so, like, Vegeta will never um, get Ultra Instinct. Um, because Vegeta does not have the personality to let his body move on its own. He's a tactician. He has to think about each move and, like, plan, like, four steps ahead. Whereas Goku is totally fine with just kind of, like, going with the flow and seeing what happens. Yeah. But, yeah, like, in this match where, like, it was just punches and kicks, like, no blasts, like, nothing fancy, no transformations, Vegeta finally won. Yeah. I I totally, totally makes sense, in my opinion. Like, totally makes sense that Vegeta is a better fighter than Goku. Yeah. And to be fair... Goku and like Vegeta has never lost to Goku. Mm-hmm. Like there's never been a dis- decisive loss. Been a lot of like draws, never a decisive loss. Yeah. But uh uh Toriyama hates Vegeta. Then why does he let him live? Like because it, he's a fan favorite character. And so like a lot of like a lot of like manga um creators, they their editors have a little bit of sway over what they can and can't do. Like, if Toriyama in the 90s turned in, like, a, a draft that, like, was going to kill off Vegeta after he had proved to be a very popular character, his editors would have spent a lot of time dissuading him of that idea. Yeah. But that's basically why, like, Vegeta is always kind of the butt of the joke when it comes to fights. Like, look at Resurrection F. There's no reason that Vegeta shouldn't have been able to be the one to beat Frieza, 
but they found a reason to make Goku deliver the final blow anyway. Yeah, it was it it was it was BS, but it also like it led it worked really well with his personality. Like he was overly uh overly uh zealous and took too long while Frieza was like powering up his move or whatever. I can't fully remember how. Uh, Frieza did the Frieza and when he saw he was losing, he was he just pulled up the planet. Yeah. Um but so they did um in the manga the the arc after the tournament of power um Vegeta gets actually more powerful than Goku for a brief time. Mm-hmm. Like he goes to the same planet that taught Goku instant transmission and he learns in- instant transmission but he never actually perfects it. Like he manages to pull it off once and that is to get himself back to earth. But um he learns a different move um that actually um I forget exactly what it does, but it basically drains your opponent of all of their power. Okay. Like, every, basically, like, every time the person throws a punch, he drains power from it until, like, they become weaker. And even with that, like, Goku had to be the one to deliver the final blow to the enemy. Like, mm-hmm. Vegeta took the person down, and then Goku had to finish the fight. That's yeah. stupid. <laughs> so I'm glad he finally actually got to win one. He deserved it. He's put up with a lot of bullshit over the last 40 years. Um, But yeah, otherwise, like, the movie, I would not... I would never go see this in the theater again. I don't, whereas like, I'd probably actually watch any of the Dragon Ball movies in, in the theater. I would never go see this one again. Yeah. It, I mean, that, that sounds, that sounds rough. Like, I knew it was going to be a little hokey when it was called Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Um, like, I, I had a feeling it was just going to be very catchy or whatever and not really all that great and, and like, stuff, the, but I enjoyed them. Like, the two androids that were the superheroes. Um, they were actually kind of fun and cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the Dr. Giroud's grandson, weird, but, like, not bad. It was just, like, the characterizations of the char- of the characters that you know and care about just felt off, and the animation looked bad. Yeah. So it kind of, like, ruined a lot of beats of the movie. It's like, but this isn't how they've ever acted before. Like, why are they behaving this way? Yeah. Piccolo yeah. would have never summoned the dragon to ask for more power. No, he wouldn't have. He would have trained and he would have gotten more power. He would have found a way to get more power and not just be like, Dragon, give me more power. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. It it was a movie, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, so you watched another thing that was, you know, a thing and that's about it, uh, with the Resident Evil Netflix show. Yeah, so it was, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I'm hearing a lot of people say it's bad, it's not really good. I think it's fine. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's the greatest thing ever. But it is a passable, entertaining show. Um, if that makes sense. Like, it, it's not a must-watch. It's not something that, like, is, like, really, like, amazing. It's not gonna Game of Thrones it or anything like that. But it is certainly a decent watch. If you have if you have nothing else to watch, if you're trying to find something to watch, it is a decent watch. Dude, it's got... I, I realize, like, we don't, like... You don't put a lot of stock into this, and neither do I. IMDb, the series, has a 3.9 out of 10. That's whatever. Which yeah, seems, and, that, that seems are, aggressively bad. What are the, what are the, like, that's the thing, like, what are people hating on it? And I probably can tell you what people are hating on. Somebody even told me they didn't like it because of how much they changed the Resident Evil story. Like. And, like, that is probably, like, a lot of people are probably like, oh, well, they, either they don't know the games at all, and we're basing it off of the, the movies. Or they thought this was going to be based on the games. And or, in both cases, like, it's its own thing. Or they're fucking racist and hate that Albert Wesker is a black guy. Like, but see, like, the, the only part of that show that actually interested me 
was the fact that like it had Lance Reddick in it. Cause, like, Lance Reddick is an amazing actor, and that's one of the main reasons why I did want to watch it. Uh, is because he is he was he was a lead character in it. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else like of note in the series. Not really, no. And like, I don't the the little bit of trailers I saw and the little bit I've heard about it, like it doesn't sound like I would enjoy it. But I'm just like, but it's Lance Reddick. Like, it can't be that bad, right? It's it's not. It's not bad. It like like I said, it's a passable, entertaining show. It's it's. It's not like the, it's not an amazing thing. It's not something that you need to go out your way to watch. It's not gonna like blow it, blow your, blow it away. Uh, I would be shocked if it got a second season because it's Netflix. And if it doesn't get Stranger Things numbers, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, uh, advance it. But like it, it, it worked for what they built and what they put together. It worked. And so basic, the basic idea is it is, it takes place across two timelines, 2022 and 2036. 2022 is 20 plus years, or close to 20 years, uh, 98, 08, 18, yeah, over 20 years after Raccoon City. So that still took place in 1998. All of Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 still happened, kind of. In the span of like a week? Yeah, kind of. Like, they don't really go too far into it, but there was an incident in Raccoon City. There was a an explosion in Raccoon City. Uh, and, and there was a cover up from Umbrella about something in Raccoon City. So they don't get into that. They don't talk about that at all. Except for like a few hints of, did you hear what happened in Raccoon City? Do you know what happened in old Raccoon City? A few times from certain characters. But that's about it. Um, this is, they even, they even reference COVID in this, which was pretty interesting to me that, uh, a world, uh, ran by Umbrella, basically ran by Umbrella, um, they didn't get a COVID vaccine a lot sooner or handle COVID a lot better uh, in this world. Like, I could have actually 100% been done without the COVID references. It's like two or three times, like, oh, she's sick. Does she have to quarantine like COVID? It's like, come on, you don't have to say that. Like, you don't have to. We all know what quarantine. There's like a couple of instances like that where I'm just like, you don't. You really got to say like COVID, like COVID. It's just, it was dumb and not really needed, but it didn't take anything away or didn't help anything. It was just a stupid throwaway line. Um, but so the, uh, the 2022 takes place in new raccoon city in South Africa. They, they moved raccoon city from wherever it was in the United States to South Africa. Okay. And, and, um, umbrella is now work is, is still a pharmaceutical company. They're working on an antidepressant named joy that uses very small amounts of the T-virus to help people's mental states. Um, Lance Reddick is uh, playing Albert Wesker, who is a lead scientist in creating and developing Joy. Uh, he's worried about Joy because if you overdose on it, you can turn into a zombie. But, like, the overdose is, like, millions of pills. It's not easy to overdose to turn into a zombie. Um, but... He, he has two daughters that were, um, they're twins from separate mothers. So they, they, they were surrogates that gave birth on the same day to the two girls of Lance, of, of Albert Wesker. It is weird, but like, so they call themselves twins. They're technically not twins, but they are twins. Um, and it, it's, they're, they're, they're Wesker's daughters and, Things happen from there. They, uh, the one daughter has, like, 
anxiety and and rage issues. The other daughter is just not happy to be in New Raccoon City and not happy to have been moved over there and such. That they she acts out. The other one just wants to fit in, and, and then it all like it all. There's a whole like interpersonal dynamic. The 2032 stuff follows the one daughter, Jade, who's the one who wasn't happy to be in New Raccoon City, as she's studying uh, the what they call the Zeros, the basic zombies, um, after the world has had the outbreak of the T-Virus. And it went way out of control. And okay. so she's, she's studying the zombies, and so she's out in the field. You find out she has a, a wife and a... Or not a wife, a husband and a daughter... Um, she works for this corporation known as the university. Uh, there's like several others. There's like the university, there's the brotherhood, there's umbrella. There's like sects of people throughout the world. And she's in like Europe or maybe like London area, something like that. I'm not too sure. Um, they, it was, all I know is it's somewhere UK cause it was the underground was their subway system. Um, and it just, it's, she, her thing is she's studying the zombies uh, something happens to her camp. She gets kidnapped from a group of people who try to who want to bring her back to Umbrella, and um, she has to find her way back to her family. And it just goes from there, where the story expands and 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 show it it references some Resident Evil ideas, like um, I believe her name was Lisa from Resident Evil One, where she was the unkillable thing that was chained up. Like, no matter how much you shot her, you couldn't kill her, and the whole idea of her fight was, like, knocking her off the ledge or something. I um, vaguely remember that. Yeah. There are lickers. There are giant spiders. There's the zombies. There's a Cerberus. Um, and then they they have a whole reveal about Albert Wesker and who he is. Uh, and, like, I could get it. I, I, I'll get into spoilers, because who knows if you're going to watch it. But sometime in, like... The 2000s, Albert Wesker, the one that we technically more so know, like the the awesome, like like special agent Albert Wesker, he knew he was special. He knew he had the T virus in him and everything. He cloned himself into several other Weskers and used of course them, he did. <laughs> yeah, used them to study the T virus and stuff and help him create an army and whatnot. Um. And at some time in 2008, he's getting tracked by Umbrella. He ends up killing one of the other two Albert Wesker clones. The Lance Reddick we follow, the Wesker we follow, is another one of the clones. And then there's a third one that you actually do meet later on in the series. And um, so there's, at times, the, the daughters find videos. It's like, why were you, who, what did you do to these people? And, and Dad's like, it's, it's not me, and... It's just, it, it's kind of all over the place, but the storytelling, the way that they do the current and past stuff works really well. The, the, the actresses that they pick for both the daughters in 2022, as well as their, uh, likenesses in 2036 are really well casted. Like, they, it, it literally, they're like almost doppelgangers of each other. They could be sisters. Um, well, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, like, they did a really good job at casting. Um, like I said, there's just a bunch of different Resident Evil references peppered throughout. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's an interesting story. It's a different take on the Resident Evil series and, t- and storyline that, like, is 
something that we may never really see in the in the in the games because I believe no actually I think Resident Evil 8 has brought it to current day now at this point like I believe 7 Resident Evil 6 moved it up to like 2010s and then 7 was like 2015 and 8 is maybe 2016 or 17 I can't 100% remember it's, so it's definitely close to like present day yeah it's it's no longer 1998 anymore like it was for four games well, I think um, by by Resident Evil Four isn't doesn't Res- that actually bump it up close? I think Resident Evil Four was like two thousand two. It wasn't too long after Resident Evil Three and Two. Two thousand. So it's two thousand four. Two thousand four, um, which I think is the year before it comes out. Okay. So I'm pretty so, sure it like, came out in 05. So Resident Evil Zero, One, Two, Three, and Code Veronica all take place within like six months of each other. Yeah, and then there's a six-year gap or so between those and four and then i don't know about five because five was kind of a weird one too because it's very separate from the rest because you're on that like oh 2009 so so it takes place in the year that it actually released yeah so it was the the whole the whole story is interesting it's a different take it's it's it gets a little wild and weird and crazy um and I like I like the concepts and the ideas. I just like the writing was a little off. Like it's it's not. I even going into it like even even now like knowing the bads like like there, there's not really there's not a lot of bad to say about it. But there's nothing that really super stands out, which is where where it brings the score down. If that makes sense. Like there's nothing that super shines about the show. It's just it it was a decent show. It was fine to watch. It wasn't too terrible um the freaking there's there was a whole end sequence with a giant alligator because they again they're making a lot of references to resident evil um and uh like where it left off i'm super interested in where it's going um and and like how they went from 2022 to 2036 and how all that built out like i hope they do get another season but I don't think they're going to be based on reviews and how Netflix isn't really willing to try to make something better. It's just like, it's either good or it's not. And if it's not, we're not doing any. Yeah, that is unfortunately probably true. Yeah. But like all the actors, all the actresses, everyone in it is really good. And then one thing that I really like is there's uh, a character in the 2036 time frame. I can't remember his name. He's Scottish, I believe. He's a chump, ch- uh, chunky white dude who's actually actually competent and like is badass and is like able to hold him hold off like zombies and whatnot and able to do things like it's the exact opposite of what Dragon Ball did with with fat fat go tanks like he's a he's a cool character like he's a bad guy quote a bad guy he works for Umbrella but like he's a cool character and he knows what he's doing and. And he knows how to do things, and he takes command of the scenes. And he's a really, he was a really good actor and really good character. And I was just like, that's how you do stuff right. You don't lean on this guy just to be funny. You actually do it right. Um, and it's yeah, it just it all it all worked. It just wasn't it wasn't groundbreaking. And that's what everyone looks for in shows anymore. It's just groundbreaking. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, if it's not like the next big thing, people are like, eh. Yeah, exactly. If it's if it's not Game of Thrones, people are just gonna bypass it. If it's not, um, like I said, Stranger Things. If it's not, uh, I don't know, 
Breaking Bad, if it's not Walking Dead, if it's not, like, hits right away, people are just going to walk away. And, like, look, I get it. There's only so much time in the world. You don't... I'm not saying everyone has to love it. I'm not saying everyone has to see it. But I think it was worthwhile to watch and not be overly critical. Like, I I, I feel like you said, what was it, like, 3.9 or something like that? Yeah. I feel like a lot of those negative reviews were being... It might be being too harsh on it because it's not one thing or the other. It's not from the movies with Jovovich. It's not from the games that we know, and it's not related to the movie that we just got last year. Like, it's its own thing. It's its own personality in Resident Evil that has a similar base storyline of what we already know. Right. Yeah, and you're probably right. Like, I have seen people that weren't they did not, like, I've seen people talk about it, and it's not so much that it's not what they wanted because it's not close enough to the games or all. Like, some people were just like, hey, this this was bad. Like, I didn't like it. And, like, everyone's entitled to that. If they don't like something, they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you're, you, don't, you don't have to like everything. You don't have, then if somebody doesn't like something that you like, that's fine. You don't make them like it. Don't make them not like it. It is what it is, but... Everyone's entitled to their opinion, and this movie, this series, I really think, um, because people get those negative reviews so quick, they're too quick to judge on their own. And so instead of going to watch it and saying, hey, this is actually not bad, they're just gonna be like, alright, well, these people are saying it's bad. And this is also why I fucking hate reviews. Why I, I like, I don't wanna prescribe numbers of things, why I don't wanna say, how good or bad things are. I just want to say what I thought of it. Because you watch this shit and play this shit yourself before you tell me how good or bad it is. Yeah, so I will, like, I agree. Like, if it's, like, a, a show that you can watch on, like, a thing that you have, like, yeah, at least watch an episode and see, like, what you think. If it comes to, like, a game or something like that, that's a little different. Because, like, 70 bucks to, like, see if something is good. Like, I understand where reviews have a, have a usefulness there. Yeah, yeah. Because, like... Sonic Frontiers, for instance. Um, everything I've seen, which hasn't been a ton of, about that game, looks bad. Like, the game just actually looks bad. Like, they took everything that make that would make a Sonic game fun and forgot to put it into that game. Um, but, like, maybe that's just what they're showing off because they're trying to show off the new stuff and Sega's stupid and doesn't understand that that's not what anybody wants. Yeah. I and, mean, like, they- when it comes to review time, maybe it reviews really well because... 90% of the game is actually the shit people want from a Sonic game. Yeah, like, the, it took them a while before they even, sh- like, showed off some, like, the rail sequences. Not, like, riding on the rails, like, the literal, like, like, you're on a highway type shit. Like, there's, like, actual high-speed stuff that's not open-world shit. That, like, it took them forever to show that off. And it's like, this is a lot of what people want, and you're not you're not giving it to us. But it's like, oh, it's there, you just you wanted to show off this open world that looks fine um, and disconnected because there's fucking uh, uh, rails all over the place floating in the air. Makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff from opening night live at Gamescom? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch a lot of it or much of it. I did go through an article to see what was on there. Probably the same one that you have uh, keyed or, or linked in. Um, I'm just excited that we finally got a release date for uh, Dead Island 2. Uh, yeah, hopefully that game's not garbage because it's been in development for, like, a decade. I I have a feeling it hasn't actually been in development for a decade. I have a feeling they announced it when they did, and then 
they kind of stopped working on it for a while and then picked it back up again. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think it's legitimately been being worked on for forever. It's, it, and I think there was just, yes, some sort of developmental hell where they stopped working on it at, for, at some point. Well, it is a different developer than who did the first one. Yeah. Because Techland did the first, right, because Techland did the first one, and then I believe they, they did Dying Light after that. Like, I think they started to work on a potential sequel and then transitioned, and then, like, that sequel became Dying Light, and then I'm actually looking at the announced in 2014, the game undergone difficult period of development. Yeah, so it was Jaeger development was originally hired to make the game, um, in 2012, so shortly after the first one came out. Um, but they were removed from it in 2015 and replaced by Sumo Digital the following year. Um, and then Sumo Digital got removed and this Dambuster studio, which is an internal Deep Silver studio, took over in 2019. So like, this game has been in active development since like 2012. It's just, it's probably been torn down and built back up from near yeah. scratch. Yeah. Because... Like honestly, do, I mean, you probably remember the, the E3 trailer from like, I think that might have been 2014 or yeah. 15. Yeah. Um, like, like the guy running on, on the, the beach and whatnot or the street next to the beach. Um, I bet that whole bit is not even like remotely part of this game anymore because it's been through so many hands since then. Oh yeah. No, not at all. You're right. I, so I never played the first one. Is it, is it like a, like a zombie survival game or is it like a, um, like a asynchronous multiplayer? Um, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a zombie game. It's not an, it's not an asynchronous multiplayer. It is, okay, so it it's, is, it's probably similar it's to a, Dying Light then. Yeah, it's, it's a story-driven multiplayer game, um, that, like, it's, there's crafting involved, you have to craft, like, you can craft your weapons and things, like, minimal crafting, not like, seven days of die crafting or whatever, it's like, you can, like, put together and increase, enhance your weapon and things like that. I believe, like, each character is, like, pseudo-classed in, in some way, shape, or form. Some are better with guns, some are better with knives, whatever. Um, it's, it's been forever, because I played it back when it originally came out. Um, or, like, a year or two after, like, the first one originally came out. And it just, it's, it was always fun. It was always good. I didn't hate what I played. The scenery was always beautiful. Like, the, the, the concept, the idea behind, like, People on vacation and the zombie apocalypse happens. It's like, all right, that's a really cool concept and neat idea. Because then it's like, you got the zombies running around in fucking Hawaiian shirts. Because it's funny. Um, and I don't recall how much humor there was. But, it, like, I'm sure there was humor. And it was, like, it, it was made to be silly. It wasn't made to be serious. And, like, it just, it worked. I never actually got to beat it. There was a whole section of the game into, like, a, a hidden lab and whatnot that I never got into. Um... But I just, I, and I don't know why. I, I think I was playing it with someone and we never got around to getting the last couple of levels. Which, you know, happens, especially with games like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so they did, that, that actually got announced a few, like last week, but not like, I think it might have been like a leaked announcement. Mm -hmm. But the, I believe they, they talked about it a little bit more during opening night live. Yeah. Um, but we also got, uh, The Lies of P. Which is a Soulsborne game starring Pinocchio? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Which just seems like it could be. Oh, like... oh man, bless you. Wait for that sneeze for like the last twenty minutes. But yeah, the, like this, the the Lies of P actually looks like it could be 
a very interesting game. Yeah, I I watched a little bit of a trailer of it. I was doing a bunch of other things while I was watching it. It looked interesting. It looked decent. Like uh, I'm I'm always down for more difficult like skill style game to play. So like I will when it goes on sale probably get it and try it. Yeah, for me it's more of one of those like I think it sounds neat, but I'll probably never play it because excuse me of the style of game. Yeah. Um, and then th- they also showed off that um the some so. Subnautica developer, um, Unknown Worlds announced this game called Moonbreaker that yeah. the, the game is being written by Brandon Sanderson, um, which is super cool. And it's like a Warhammer 40k style gameplay. Um, but it looks like Starcraft according to things. Yeah, it is. It's, um, the gameplay, it's like, it's a tabletop strategy game that you, pl- it's a tabletop strategy video game. Um, and, uh, you, apparently you actually have to paint your miniatures and things like that. Like, you customize and paint and set up your miniatures yourself as you go into playing. Um, like, it, it looks, it looks interesting. Um, I, I probably won't get it, cause I, I'm, I'm afraid of something like this. Sub, the, the developers of Subnautica, like Subnautica and Subnautica, uh, uh, Frozen Tundra or whatever, I don't know what it's called. They're, they're really good games. But I'm afraid of something like this might be, especially if they try to actually turn it into more of like an open access type of game where like, oh, it's, it's, it is just Warhammer. There's not an actual story and it's just a card game, uh, video game basically type thing. I'm afraid of like how, uh, um, uh, microtransaction-y this thing. Yeah. And that's always like a fear with stuff like that. Though, speaking of microtransactions, did you see that uh, you'll be able to invest in microtransactions for your DualShock controller soon? No, no. Um, so Sony finally revealed um, their version of the Pro Controller. It's the, okay. the DualSense Edge, and it's going to have like some of the, the modular stuff that the Xbox Pro Controller has. But apparently, you're going to have to actually buy a lot of the pieces separately. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, when you buy the Pro Controller for... Or the Elite Controller, I'm sorry, I keep calling it the Pro. Uh, when you buy the Elite, I believe it comes with, like, the different, like, um, D-pads and the different size thumbsticks that you can put in and stuff like that. Um, this one, you're going to actually have to buy, like, the different size thumbsticks for it. If they're not just going to come with it. And, like, it's still a dual sense, so it's probably going to be a pretty fucking expensive controller. Because it's going to in- still have all of the, the dual sense features. Um, it's neat though. Like, it's cool that like Sony is finally doing that stuff. It's just more of a like, well, why not just like you know, put it all in the box so people can just like like so people can like basically try things out. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's really. I mean, that's the pro controller thing. Like, you, if you're gonna get the pro controller, you're a pro and you're gonna want to put down the money to get the thing that you want, and so you get the customization. It's 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 PC shit. Like, if I wanna if I wanna be able to fully customize. My, uh, if I want to get a mechanical keyboard and fully customize it and everything, I have to buy, you have to buy the keys, the switches, the, the, the base and the this and then that all separately and then put it all together. So that's, that's, that's the kidding for the pro shit. And it's, it's dumb. Just give me yeah. my, give me my, if I want a mechanical keyboard and I want to put it together, put the switches, the keys and the base all fucking together and I'll put it, I'll, I'll set it up like that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but other than that, uh, th- they showed off, like, there was a new Hogwarts Legacy trailer. We got a title and a date for the Tales from the Borderlands sequel-ish. Yeah. 
Um, it's going to be called New Tales from the Borderlands, very original. Yeah. And it's coming out in October. Nice, that's pretty sweet. There yeah. is um there is a game revealed called um Phantom Hellcat. It's like this uh action hack and slash type thing that looked pretty pretty cool. Oh um, yeah. Actually, I think was that a reveal or was that just a hey, we're going to show more for it? I believe it was a reveal. So I uh Game Ranks actually had their 10 top 10 reveals of day 1 and that was part of it. So I'm guessing that was actually a reveal. Yeah, it does look like like the IGN article actually does say it was a reveal too. For some reason, like the the title and like like the the logo for it looked familiar. Mm-hmm. And then we also got a little teaser for a word song, which is like a new RPG from the from people not the not from Bethesda, but from people who worked for Bethesda who worked on Fallout and Skyrim uh, and and stuff like that. Like it was like. From a, a, like, a developer who worked on a bunch of different games. Yeah, I mean, just like, um, so there, there was that one, and then there's also the Everywhere, which is from mm-hmm. X Rockstar developers. Yeah, 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 Everywhere. And then we, we would be dumb if we didn't mention, uh, there's gonna be a new asymmetric multiplayer game coming out. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Which yeah, is I was that- gonna mention that game. I hadn't seen the trailer. I didn't know it was asymmetric multiplayer. Yeah, I believe that's what I heard it is. It's like an asymmetric multiplayer tape. That's actually, huh? Hold on, let's, I'm a let's l- I'm a little intrigued now. Uh, it, it's from the people three v seven asymmetric multiplayer game. Put a team of humans versus a team of alien clowns. It's from the uh uh lead who uh was director for the Friday Thirteenth game. Okay, and like people really liked that one. Mm-hmm. That's interesting though. Um, and then. I don't know if you if you actually caught this one. Uh, Gotham Knights apparently got moved up a little bit. Yeah, we're getting it in November now, right? October. October, yeah. Uh, the sure. other one is still the the Rocksteady game is still like who knows when. Mm-hmm. And this one, like, this is one where it's like I like the idea of having those characters to play as, but like from what I've seen so far, like I don't know if I'm gonna like the game itself. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, um, I. I I mean, I'm I'm interested in it, but there's so much I want to play now. Friggin' uh, Game Pass just got uh, Death Stranding on it and is getting Immortal Phoenix Rising on it, so I'm just like, shit, there's new things that I need to play now and catch up on. So, like, yeah, it's trying to catch up even for these some of these new games. It's going to be weird. Yeah, and I mean, you've also got your new favorite podcast that you're going to have to find time to listen to. Yeah, I know how this is going to sound. I'm going to say it, and I know how this is going to sound. I don't think I'm going to be able to listen to it. Why? Because it's going to be, unless it's somebody, unless there's a translator speaking over, it's going to be Hideo Kojima speaking in English. And I don't think his English is all that great. And when I listen to podcasts, I can't, I can't focus to like actually catch what somebody who's natural or whose native language isn't English. I, I won't be able to listen to that while I'm working. So. It, it is going to have a translator. Okay, so it's going oh. to be a translator saying whatever Kojima yeah, says. Yeah, because there's no way he is recording the same podcast twice. Yeah. Because um, it's going to be in English and Japanese, mm-hmm. and he does not speak fluent in English. Like, that's why in almost every interview and stuff he does, there is a translator. Okay. Because, like, even think back to when they when they announced his partnership with Sony... Um, back when Andrew House was still 
the president, um, Andrew House was the translator. Like, yeah. he spoke in Japanese to Kojima and then translated what Kojima said back in English. Yeah, but then, then it's the, the, the other thing is like, now I'm not listening to a Hideo Kojima, and I'm not listening to Hideo Kojima talk. I'm listening to a translator talk for Hideo Kojima. And it's just like, it's, it's a whole like, I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's a neat concept. It's a neat thing. Like, I don't really know what it's going to be about. It's called brain structure. Um, and I don't really know anything else about it. I don't really, uh, I don't really know if they actually said what it's going to be about. So he's going to be speaking with guests from various fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and will it, so here's, here's the best part. It will include a regular industry news feature hosted by Jeff Keeley. Okay. So every episode will have like a little news break with Keeley. Okay. That's, that's neat. But yeah, like I will also probably never listen to that regularly, but I think it's actually very funny that Kojima is doing a podcast. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I, I might, I might give it a shot. I might listen to it knowing. Knowing that it's going to be a translator, I, I'm more inclined to listen to it. Um, starts September 8th, so as long as it's available everywhere, I'll, 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 I'll give it a shot. Like, I, I'm caught up. I'm, I don't have that many podcasts I listen to. So, it's. Yeah, I have I, too I, many. I could add more. Well, oh, you don't right. listen er- to half of them anyway, so. I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, Erica actually told me to tell you to listen to a show called damn it um the midnight library never heard of it um it's apparently like a uh like uh like story driven Mm -hmm. podcast like a like i don't know if it's necessarily narrative but like they tell like seasonal stories like they'll do like like a season of like nine to twelve episodes yeah and then they'll take like a break and then they'll come back and it's like acted and stuff like that like like some of the stuff you listen to before so like it's like edited and acted and it's not just like a person talking the way most podcasts mm-hmm. like this one is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she said she said you might like it. Just I'll because you you like some of those other like n- more narrative like story-based ones. She knows she could text me and tell me what to listen to. Like I'm not going to listen to it until she texts me and tell me to listen to it. Yeah, it'll never happen. Then I'm never listening to it. Good. You don't have to. I was Good. just simply I was just simply giving you the suggestion. Good. Uh, but yeah, anything else from game, uh, Gamescom day one? Like, I mean, we got a Sonic Frontiers release date. That's what actually yeah. made me use that as a, uh, as an yeah. example earlier. There's but no, Sonic- not really. There were a lot of games that actually look like they could be interesting, but they're like reveals. So it's going to be a while before they're out and before we know anything else really about them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, GamerRanks had like a top 10 new reveals. Like, go check, like, they posted that video. We're recording on Wednesday. They, uh, the 24th, they posted that, like, 5 o'clock on Wednesday the 24th. You can check that video out. It's It shows some things. There's also, and this is, like, a minor reveal. None of us really played it, but I wanted to. Moving Out 2 is coming out, so. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to talk a little bit about Tunic? Yeah, let's get into Tunic. Um, I believe we have, in the past, talked a little bit about Tunic. I don't know how much. I, I, I played, like, two hours of it. I did not get very far. Um, but I talked about it then, and that yeah, was and right I, after it came out. And I think Drew talked about it too a bit. I think Drew played it. Um, so I'm not gonna get like too far into the nitty gritty details, but it's just it is it's it's been a game that's been on my list. Um, and I asked people on my Discord what they wanted me what did they wanted to see me play next, and that ended up being one of three that had one votes. So since it was shorter, I decided to play that first. Um, 
it is a solid game. It is really fun. Uh, I like the art style. I like how, uh, calm and, 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 like, peaceful the music and the world and everything is. Um, and I love the exploration style of this game. I really do. And how pretty much the main reason of the game is to find all the book pages. So, like, game mechanics-wise, the book pages are the instruction booklet to the game. Which yeah, is which really I, nice. I thought was actually really cool, too. It's really cool. I think the book pages are some other kind of book in the actual game. But for the game mechanics of finding the book pages, it's the instruction booklet. Um, hold on, I have freaking hair in my mouth. Whatever. Uh, so you, you run around, you go around trying to find these booklets, uh, the, these, these, these pages that are in an uncommon language, uh, as well as in English. Some pages are split between an uncommon language, an unknown language, and some pages are English. Um, and you kind of have to piece together puzzles by finding these pages and seeing what they're like trying to hint at or tell you. And it's, it's, it's Zelda-esque explore style where you go, uh, all over the place trying to find different things and trying to uncover secrets of the world, um, trying to find the three keys so that you can unlock the, uh, air. And I, I don't really know why you're trying to unlock the air. Cause honestly. Because why not? Well, no, they, like the thing is, the reason I don't know why you're trying to unlock the air is because it's all in an unknown language. 90% of the game, 95% of the game, is in an unknown language. Which I also thought was actually pretty cool. It's really cool, because it also adds to the mystery, but it also adds to, like, the, 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 the difficulty level of trying to, uh, fig- figure out what to do next, where to go. Um, so I, over the course of three sessions, and I played it all on streams, um, over the course of those three sessions, I made it from, Beginning towards the end, and when I started playing yesterday, I, maybe after about an hour to two hours, I could have gone and beat the game. Or could have gone and fought the air, fought the final boss. Um, but instead, it uncovered more things to do. And one of my viewers put it really well. This game does a good job of telling you this has been here the whole time. And you could have done this the entire time. Um, because there is a lot, a lot of puzzles. And the puzzle solving is like, you're looking at the ground, you're looking at something, and it's a button combination on your D-pad. Those are all the buttons, all, all, all the puzzles are trying to figure out what it is the button combination they're trying to get you to hit on the D-pad. And that could be anywhere between five button combinations of up, down, left, and right. To the longest one, if I recall properly, is 31 presses. Wow. Yeah. 31 presses of up, down, left, and or right. And that is... Uh, so, as I was getting into it, I was like, alright. I, I went into it, I was like, this is going to be the finale of the game, I'm going to beat it tonight. And I ended up streaming for about five-ish hours, trying to get through the end. Um, and once I learned and uncovered these, these, um, these puzzles that's where I was like, all right, well, now I got to go do all these puzzles. And, like, you get a little uh, spell, which you do a button combination, cast a spell, and it takes you to the closest puzzle near you. So a bunch of them are on the overworld, and then the rest are in, like, the different other locations in the maps that you went through. Okay. Um, and so the 30... Uh, I After a while, I was like, 
I'm looking, I'm getting to some of these, I'm figuring them out, and I'm trying to do them myself without having to look them up. But then after a while, it was more of they're in locations that I don't know where they're at because it's not in a common language. It's in this unknown language. So instead of having to struggle to try to figure out where they are and whatnot, I ended up pulling up a guide just so I could know where they were. And then I would go to it and I would try to figure it out myself. I wouldn't use the guide to solve it until I knew what it was trying to tell me and I kept getting it wrong. Then it's like, all right, well, what am I missing? Because it was always be I would miss one or two button presses somewhere in the middle. And, like, that's where, like, I sent you guys uh, my picture of my notes yeah. from yesterday. And it's just up. It's like U-R-L-D, like, uh, just, like, constant strings of trying to figure it out. And some of these, some of these are really straightforward. And you go up to a wall and there's uh like lines on the wall with two circles at the bottom and you pick one side and you put in the combination of going to each corner and that's your button presses. Some of them are really straightforward. Some of them there's flowers on the ground and you got to get from one specific flower to the rest of them. And that's fine. And then there's there was one where you walk into this cave and a light is shining on the wall and it is rotating in a clockwise position. And it shows you the start point, but then it eventually disappear. The start point disappears, and you have to keep track of what the button press would be based on the the orientation of how it would be looking at that time. So as it's spinning, you're like, "All right, well, this is this is a left. Well, this is now an up or a right or what?" Like as it's spinning around because it goes around in a circle. I was, I can't, I, I'm, I looked at it for like five minutes trying to piece it together, trying to write it down. And like, I had people on there who had played the game before and they're like, the, the, some of these are really tough. And I'm like, look, if you guys don't mind that I ask for hints or if I ask for the, the solve, like I'm not doing the, I'm not looking for the solve unless I can figure out the hint first. So if you guys don't mind giving me the solve once I know what I'm trying to do, go for it uh, when I ask for the solve. And so like, they would give me, the, the button combination, or eventually they left and I looked it up on, on my phone. And it just, it can get wild. Like, the first one that I solved, or that I had my viewers help me with, there was four of these line fi- lines r- drawn on this room, but different portions of it are covered up. And it's also, like, they're mirrored. So, you have them next to each other, but all of the inputs are opposite. So if you're going based on the leftmost one, or, or, or based on the, the 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 symbol on the right, when you're looking on the symbol on the left to figure out the combination, you have to remember to reverse that because they're mirrored. If that oh. makes sense. So like, say you have like a like like think about it this way: like you're looking at like a two C's looking at each other, but the openings are facing each other. One, you would be going to the left. One, you would be going to the right. You have to reverse that to make sure you're getting the combination right. That instead of you hitting a right instead of a left, you're hitting a left. Like, it, it could get, it could get confusing. It can get wild and weird. And, but like, it was like some of the coolest puzzles I've ever had to try to solve. Yeah, the little bit I played, like, it was really interesting, like, you, you how even- a lot of that stuff worked. And, you didn't even like, get, I was very you, early. You didn't even get to the puzzles. Like, they're there. You can do them as soon as you start. But you didn't even get to the puzzles. I had to do some puzzles. No, not these puzzles. 
No, 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 not those. I just meant in general. No, you, as far as I can remember, like, you're still doing Zelda shit. You're still running around, like, at, 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 like, two, three hours into the game, you're running around collecting items and fighting enemies. There's no real, like, puzzle solving. It's just, yeah, like, I was doing stuff, I was doing stuff with, um, like, tuning forks. The tuning forks don't do anything. I thought they did. I mean, you can hit them and they make a chime, but, like, I've never been able to figure out anything to do with those. Like, I mean, this was also, uh, like, six months ago that I played it. So the tuning forks, as far as I know, are really only there for when you get the magic orb, which is the hookshot, and you can get up to places. Because eventually, when you reach a point moving around the map, especially at night, is more difficult because there's tears in the world and things like that, that you need, you can't go to the same path, or through the same paths. So the tuning forks are really just going, like, or, or are there for the magic orb. They may be, there might be other things for them. I couldn't figure that out. Yeah, I, I could just have sworn I did something. Maybe it was the tuning forks that I moved around. Maybe it was something else. But like for the most part, you're like there's no there's no like blocks to move or anything. There's no you're 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 probably in the uh in the western far western temple area or whatever. I can't even remember what it's called. And, and I like, moved I like I I went on to like so I went east first and I eventually found mm-hmm. the sword. Yeah. And then I went to the far west. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I know where exactly where you are, because that's, like, that is where you come across, like, your first boss, sort of, that gives you the uh, lantern, I believe, or something. You come across a boss that gives you something that you then go and you ring the bell, uh, and then you can get access into the, 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 um, into the church or into the cathedral, and then you can move around up there. But then you have to go back to the western uh, area to go to the uh, the west um, the west uh, 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 cave or or or, or uh, uh, what is it called the vault in the west to fight the next big boss to start to get the keys to put the keys into the cathedral and it's a lot of just going and fighting and finding things and putting them where they need to be put at this yeah, point I, in the game. Yeah, I I fought a boss, but I didn't get anything after it, so it might have just been like a mini boss, but it was. It was not a mini-boss, if that makes sense. Yeah. But also, it is... like, it was one of those games where, like, I thought it was really neat, but I, I will never go back to it. Uh, but yeah, it was, it is, it is, it is so fun. It's really cool. And it's, I, I have one puzzle left to solve. This is a puzzle that I did not look up to solve for while I was there. And I literally stood there, I think, for like five to ten minutes on stream with the, um, with the hint sheet opened up on, screen and like I, I like I had to let the dog out for a bit and then came back and I just stayed there and looked at it trying to piece it together and it's like some sort of math sub math puzzle and I'm just like I don't I don't know what I need to do I don't know what they're asking for and this is tough um that I ended up was like it was almost one o'clock or it was almost a little after 12 o'clock I'm like all right let's go fight the air I think I have enough to beat the game so I go fight the air and I did. I didn't have enough to beat the game, and this is one of the cool things. It didn't say like that I beat the game. It said game over. It said I lost because I didn't get the last page to the book. So it gave me either new game plus or try again. So I clicked try again and I saved. And so now I'm gonna one of these days. It might be tonight. It, I might do a special stream tonight. It might be on Sunday. I'm gonna be streaming a little bit earlier on Sunday because I forgot I had fantasy football draft on Sunday. Um, 
What a nerd. But it might, it might be Sunday at some point that I'm going to work on, um, uh, like, trying to figure out this solve. Because, um, like, Sunday's stream is going to be packed full of... It's going to be three different games I have to play on Sunday. I have to decide to do Tunic as well. But I want to solve that last puzzle and go fight the boss again and get the actual finale. But yeah, it do you know what you're going to play next to fill the Tunic spot? Uh, uh, Hellblade, uh, Sasuna Sacrifice, because that's another shorter game. I think that's about nine hours, I think I saw. Um, I've heard that game is also very good, and yeah. you you wear headphones while you're streaming, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because apparently that game is one of those ones where everyone says, like, play it with headphones because of mm-hmm. the way the audio design is. Yeah, especially with the sequel coming out soon, and it's going to be available on Game Pass, I believe. I, I wanted to get that in and play that. Um, and then after that, I... I said I was going to do uh, uh, a Scarlet Nexus, but I might do Death's Door first because that's another shorter one. I, w- I was Scarlet actually just Nexus. about to. I was about to say if you enjoyed Tunic and you want another game in that vein to try Death's Door. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to do Death's Door for a while, um, but like it seemed I'd, I had a little less interest with Death's Door than I did uh, with anything else when I asked my Discord. So we'll see. But it's also now that. Um, Immortal Phoenix Rising came out. I want to. I've been wanting to play that for forever, and I never got it. And it's now on Game Pass. Uh, I want to give Death Stranding a try now that it's on Game Pass. Um, so there's there's a bunch of games that I want to play. Plus, I might actually try to do a replay of um, uh, what's it called, a Plague Tale Requiem, since the new one comes out uh, day and date on Game Pass as well. So oh, I that's play- right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I wanted, I, I already played the, the, the first one on PlayStation, like two, two, three years ago. It was on really good sale the year that it was nominated for game of the year. Um, but it, like, it was a really good game and I want to kind of play it again with, with my viewers. Like some of it got a little hokey near the end, but it's fine. Yeah. But, I yeah. actually, I don't know if you'd like Scarlet Nexus. I, like, I, I, I know you played the demo. I, I should replace that. I don't know if you'd like streaming Scarlet Nexus. Uh, we'll we'll see. I've I've reworked my st- streaming schedule to the point of like I'm playing like one primarily one specific game throughout the week besides Thursdays or one day a week where I play Monster Hunter. Like it's so it's it's not so much the length of it. It's that game has a lot of like peaks and valleys. I guess you'd say so. There's bits where it's like very story cutscene heavy mm-hmm. and like it's very anime. So. Yeah you know, wouldn't be super interesting to your viewers necessarily if they haven't been watching it from the beginning. Um, but, like, kind of important for you to pay attention to because it, it you know, involves, like, parts of the game. Yeah. And then other parts, you're just kind of like, it's it's running down corridors waiting for, like, battle arenas to set up. Like, I thought it was neat, but it's like a... It's like the, the Wish version of a, of a Platinum game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... It, I think it's Bandai I, I, Namco. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember, but it's. I think it's like a 20 hour game as well. Like I expect it to be something like similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like it, Guardians of the Galaxy had a lot of situations where it was just dialogue heavy and nonstop talking and story. And like there during those times, I would like apologize to anybody watching. Like I'm sorry, this is dialogue heavy. You know, I like my dialogue. You know, I like my story. That's why I'm in. That's why I play games. Um. So like it's it's fifty fifty, but I'm really I'm really interested in playing that. There's also eventually I want to do play I do want to play Tales of Arise, which just looks fantastic. That's also super super RPG. 
So it's yeah, it's like, like a sixty-hour fucking. Uh... Yeah, that that'll be like when I am done with Monster Hunter for a while. I stream nothing but that. That's what that'll be. Um, yeah, I would say if you're going for like the action platformy, like the like Scarlet Nexus, mm-hmm. um, Astral Chain on the Wii U. Yeah. And um, Near Automata would both be, like, way better picks. Astral Chain was a Switch game. Oh, God, I did say the Wii U, didn't I? Yeah. Man, Uh, that game is not that old. (laughs) Astral Chain is on the list, but um, uh, we're getting Rabbids too soon. We're getting uh, Pokemon. Like, there's, like, a lot of what I'm playing now is just placeholders until the new games come out uh, that I am going to get. Uh, But, like, right now... I, I. I think the next the next game I'm going to certainly buy uh, on launch and play on stream as a new game is going to be Pokemon. Um, but I think that's October, right? Uh, it's October or November. If it's October, I'm not playing it until November. Or at least I'm not playing it until I finish what I'm doing in October. Because in all of October, every stream is going to be Resident Evil. I'm going to... My goal is to beat every Resident Evil through October. It's November 18th. Pokemon is November 18th. So I've got time. So it's in that normal Pokemon window. I feel like they always, other than Arceus, they always come out in that, in that ballpark. Um, haven't you played a bunch of them on stream already or was that pre you streaming? That was pre stream. Um, I did do, I played Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, 1, 2 remaster and 3 remaster. Uh, off of stream, and then I played seven off of stream as well. Uh, but like, uh, Humble Bundle, today is the last day to do it. Humble Bundle had all of the Resident Evils available for $30 with a half off coupon for Resident Evil Village. And th- that was Resident Evil 0 through 7 plus Revelations 1 and 2, all available on, st- on Steam if you pay $30 for. Were these the like the remakes or like the it was, originals or both? It was the the remakes for two okay. and three. Yeah. What about one? I one. It was the HD version or whatever. Okay. Yeah. The 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 GameCube PS2 version. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like the original original. It was whatever version was out on PC, basically. Because I don't think the original version ever came out on PC. Uh, you might be right. I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah. So those are going to be. That's going to be my October is going to be playing all of those because I know most Resident Evil games aren't that long. No, because like they have that whole like, hey, beat this in under an hour for like the best ending yeah. or whatever. Like, like I think for a normal playthrough for like a first time playthrough type thing, five to seven hours. So if I do nothing but Resident Evil three days a week, I should be able to get through one to two a week. Don't um, you stream four days a week? I do, but if I'm going to stick with Monster Hunter once a once a week as well, because um, I probably will, depending on the time. But I also I like I might say fuck you to Resident Evil Six and not play it because fuck Resident Evil Six. Nope. You got to do them all. I know, I know. But you figure if if up until five and six may be actually the longest before like um seven and eight, but one Even- through four I think you can do fairly quickly. Yeah. At least, definitely one through three because they they do all have those like yeah. beat it quickly modes. Um, you might be able to do those first three since you've done them recently in like a stream each or or like like two streams each. Yeah, it'd probably be one to two streams each. Uh, Resident Evil Zero, like I'm gonna play them in numerical order, so I'm gonna go zero through through eight. Why not chronological um, order? 
Because uh, it would be one, two, three, zero. No, it would be one, two, then you'd stop, then you'd play three, and then you'd go back to two. Well, no, I mean, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do, like, shotgun, whatever, fucking bullshit. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm well, going to... Machete order for uh, Resident Evil. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stop midway through a game to play a different game. Um, so it's like, it's going to be zero through eight. Um, and I probably won't do the revelations because those were the light gun games, I believe. I was going to say, weren't they like light gun or something else? Yeah. And I don't really know how that's going to work on PC unless it's just mouse and clicking. Uh, so, and they they were just like retellings of the stories or some shit like that, if I remember correctly. So it's not really, uh, continues a series of claimed essentials for a hard experience while uncovering startling truths. Yeah. Like it wasn't, I don't really know. I don't know how that's going to work anyway. Jesus, there's 22 friggin' DLC things for Revelations 2? Why? Because why not? Um, That's probably going to do it for this week, though, I think. Yeah. Um, Play Tunic. Tunic is great. Play Tunic. It's awesome. It's fun. Um, I might, like I said, I might do a surprise stream tonight and just try to beat it. Uh, I'm kind of tired, so I don't think I will. And we'll, it'll probably happen on Sunday as I have to play fucking stupid game what stupid game so i have a redemption on my uh thing called new game it's ten thousand points okay so somebody gave you a bunch of bits no it's points they didn't pay me money for this it's points (laughs) it's ten thousand points um points they're all the same they're not because bits are money um it, it but it's called new game where it's i have to buy a game of your choosing, and that will be the next game I play until credits roll. Um, my friggin' mod, one of my mods redeemed it, and there's a stupid game on, uh, I'm glad it's only 99 cents. So if it was anything more than that, I, I would say no, and I wouldn't give him his points back. Um, but it is called Shower with Your Dad Simulator 2015. Oh, I've, I, I know this. Um, they've played it on like Giant Bomb and stuff before. Yeah. It is actually kind of funny. I, I have zero interest in this. And zero interest. And there's no credits as far as I can tell. There's no actual game completion. It's all just a score based game. So like. Yeah, it's in the vein of like Mount Your Friends. I don't even know what that is. Um, that is more of like a party game, I guess you'd, you'd, you'd call it, where. Um, it's like a pass it, pass the controller party game. So there, there is a goat on the ground and it's one of those, like you control the arms and legs independently. So like each of the face buttons, I think is a different limb and you kind of have to like hold a limb and use an analog stick to like pull yourself across the thing and then climb up a tower of bodies. Mm-hmm. And if you fall, you lose and then you're, you're out and like the next person comes in and you just keep, it's like reverse Jenga where you're just piling bodies on top of each other. It's very fun to watch, like, a, a group of people play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, like, this game, it's 99 cents. He put the 10,000 points in, so I have to I have to, I have to, do it. So, like, I was like, all right, Sunday we'll play that. And I'm like, all week, I'm like, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to play this game for a half hour and say I'm over it. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to want to put more than 20 minutes into this. So... Like, he wasted his 10,000 points because it literally says, until credits roll. But he's one of those people who don't read things. And so, that's that's on him. He could have gotten me to play something else. 
Yeah, which not your fault. Uh, or not yeah. yeah, not your fault. Now yeah. like so this this thing um it's any game? Any any game that I can easily purchase or play after purchasing it. You have to give me a couple of weeks in case it's like a full price game or whatever. Um and and it's no MMOs um and shit like that. Like it has to have like like not it has, has to, have, to like- but like there has to be a, 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 a an end or like this one. It, I'm I'm not going to play it till credits roll because there's no credits. So I'm only going to play it until I can't stand it anymore. But so, so. like in that case, like if, if I watched your stream enough to get ten thousand points, I could redeem like a play Xenoblade Chronicles two. Yeah. 100%. And then you'd have to spend a hundred hours on stream playing Xenoblade Chronicles two. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's your choice. If you if you want to redeem that to make me play Xenoblade Chronicles two, or if you or or if Jurton wants me to play Diablo or or whatever, hundred percent. Like if you redeem those points, as long as I can find it like easily, or and and you have to give me at least two weeks because I I need money to buy the game. Uh, you have to give me two weeks to be able to buy it, especially if it's a full price game. Once I buy it, that'll be the next game I play once I beat whatever game I'm working on. Or Dragon Quest. Sure. Dragon Quest uh, 11, I think it is. What is it? The the one where it's like echoes of an elusive age? If the credits roll before the additional 20 hours, I don't have to do the 20 hours. The rule is until credits roll. Oh, no, I'm not talking about the definitive edition. Just like the regular edition is still like a 70 80 hour game. Yeah, if you if that's what you if that's what you want to put me but like there's there's I'll I'll end up like moving shit around. Like if you if somebody were to redeem an 80 hour game or something like that, you'd play it like once a week or something. I like would that, I would be day. like yeah, I would turn around and be like all right, we're going to do a special stream every week until we beat this. And so I would add a fifth stream each week to play that game. Um or something like that. Or I would play that twice a week instead of all like four times a week, three times a week, whatever, yeah. and add an extra or, day. Like, or just redeem it and be like Super Mario Brothers two. You or yeah. Japan. I mean, you, <laughs> sure you can, you can, but like that'll be something that like it, there, there's there's there is an extent to how long I'll play something before I'm just like I'm done with this. And if it's something like something extremely difficult, something that I can't get into, if it's Super Mario World again, or if it's Super Mario two, like. I, I, once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. I'm not going to actually beat it and get it to credits roll. But. And so you almost beat Mario World, so that wouldn't be fun, but Mario 2 Japan? Whew. But there's also another one called Pick My Game, where you can pick any game that I already own and tell me to play that on Sunday. Yeah, but you don't own anything good. I own everything available. You, you were just saying Mario 2. That's on Switch. That's fair. That is fair. So save yourself 8,000 points or 7,500 points or something like that and just tell me to play that on Sunday and I'll play it, I'll play it all night Sunday. Oh yeah. If, if I were ever going to do that, I mean, it would take forever too because I don't have any points. You, um, I'm sure you have plenty of points. No, I used them all during one of your, um, during your, your one thing. Um, the, your, uh, the, the thing that you did for 24 hours. The subathone. Thank you. Those were the words I was looking for. I could not find. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I burned through them all then, because I kept, I kept giving you, like, do laps and stuff like that after you, whenever you look tired. Yeah. Like, it, it was both because it was funny, and because, like, hey, like, you need to get up and move, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 no, that's what the, then the laps and stuff are still there. 
I've, um, I've, I've reorganized some of my point things to get people to do more stuff and, uh, and, and this way to minimize time away from my stream because I had two sets of, of, of physical, four, technically four redemptions of physical activity. Two sets for, two things for laps and two things for stairs. You just and need like, some wireless headphones because your microphone will pick you up across the room. So you just need some good wireless headphones so that you can, uh, you can still interact while you're on the other side of the room. I, I, I can't interact if I can't see the chat. Well, no, but like you can just sit there and, and talk. I mean, that's what I do. And like when I have my laps and stuff, I talk while I'm doing my laps. But like I can't see the chat, so I can't really interact. So like I took away, cause I had, uh, one thing that was three, climb the stairs three times, and one thing that was climb the stairs once. And people would, and I had one thing that was five laps around my couch and another one that was like, two laps around my couch. People would go five laps. I'd get them done. I'd go to sit down. They would redeem the two laps or they would redeem the one stair climb. I'd do that. I'd go to sit down. They would redeem the two laps. I'd do that. I would go to sit down and then they would redeem the three (laughs) stair climbs. And I'm just like, guys, these were not, this is not what this was set up for. Like, I understand you're trolling me because you're trolls, but like, I, it's really hard for me to be interactive when I'm a, when I'm away for 20 minutes walking around and then by the time I'm done the 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 laps are already back and you're going to set me up with more laps um and like my viewers there were times that I've actually had to tell them you're not getting your points back because like they would I would be done with the gaming and I would be wrapping up and they would continue to spend points to try to distract me so that I would have to do more stair climbs or more laps and it'd be like, guys, you redeem whatever you want. I'm not going to do it now because I'm not taking 45 minutes to wrap up the stream. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, the, the stream is over. Let me say goodbye. And so I'm like, you're not getting your points back. You're, you're not. Um, cause like, they're just like, they're, they're, they're trying to troll me. Some of my friends trying to troll me and be jerks. But yeah. Which, you know, that's what people do. That's what people um, do. Like, like, yeah, that's what people do. But I, that is, going to do it for this week um next week we will have our book club on uh ex machina Mm -hmm. which should be fun and then uh if you'd like to find any more of our content you can head over to www.one-quest.com you can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash one quest if you can't support us there with dollars though you can go to your favorite podcast platform spotify apple podcast google podcast all the all the places rate us review us subscribe to us it helps more than you realize you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash one quest online or at one underscore quest on twitter and instagram our youtube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video and you can always send us emails to social at one dash quest.com other than that though we will be back next week with something else to talk about thanks for listening bye see yous